0: you're listening to the routine project podcast where i your host justin crawford am getting into the minds of today's leading entrepreneurs thought leaders celebrities and so many more with one mission in mind understanding their routines so we can get into building the ones that make the most sense for us this is the one podcast that's hyper focused on routines and routines only What's cool is I feel like we're learning with the guests of the show because sometimes they come on here and they don't even know that they have these routines. I'm excited you're here to learn something new. So thank you for clicking play wherever you're tuning in. Now here's today's episode. everyone, you're back for another episode. This is the Routine Project Podcast. And today I'm joined by the founder and co-CEO of Splendid Spoon, if you haven't heard of the company. It's a subscription-based meal delivery service on a mission to make healthy living easier for everyone. Uh, They work with chefs and registered dietitians to make easy to create meals that are healthy, balanced, and most importantly, delicious with over 65 nourishing pre-made soups and grain bowls, noodle bowls, smoothies, and so much more. And if you love food like me, I'm sure you're very interested in this episode, but more importantly, Nicole uh, has had such an interesting career uh, in terms of what she used to do and what she does now uh, as the co-CEO of Splendid Spoon. She launched this company in 2013 during a career change that paralleled her personal quest on a mission to make sure that she was living a healthy plant-based lifestyle. Which right now, I mean, that's something we want to ask you about too, Nicole, is that like, you know, people think about plant-based veganism and everything else. And, you know, we'd love your thoughts on that today too. But prior to creating Splendid Spoon, Nicole held media roles at Condé Nast, The New Yorker, Bonnier Corporation, and Wired Magazine, while also attending culinary school and just being this all-around badass person while creating a family of her own as well. Being a working parent's never easy these days. And a lot of times when you think about mixing culinary with family, with business, I could only imagine what your routines have been like. Uh, So thank you for joining me on the Routine Project podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You know, it's interesting. I think a lot of people, as soon as they probably saw the title of this episode or thought to themselves, okay, well, let me click on something that has to do with someone who's in the food and the entrepreneur space. But if we could start with your whole career as a whole, uh, and then of course, we're going to dive into routines as well. But where did Splendid Spoon come to be birthed again in 2013?
1: You know, there is such an intersection with the birth of Splendid Spoon and routine. Um, It was when I was pregnant with my son, Grover, and I had already finished culinary school. I had already identified that I wanted to exercise my entrepreneurial muscles to create a business around food and nourishment. Um, And so I was working a lot, of course, um, and then preparing to become a working parent I read somewhere that actually you lose about 30 hours of your week um, because all of that time is then dedicated to being a parent and taking care of the little the little one or little ones. Um and I knew that the only way I would be able to keep up with this ambitious lifestyle and these high standards for health and nutrition and taste mm. was to create a routine um, that was it's easy for me to come back to again and again and you know that really was the genesis for splendid spoon was hey can i create food that is already made that is super mm. convenient that tastes really really awesome that hits all of the guardrails i have for myself for health and nutrition and um you know that was really the genesis. It actually started with like, what could I eat in the middle of the day? And then it moved into what can I eat in the beginning of the day? And mm. taking all that legwork out of the planning and um, the preparing meant that I had one less decision to make. And so my day became a lot more efficient.
0: Mm. I, we hear that a lot too. People are like, they don't want to think about what they have to wear or what they have to eat. And a lot of times it's because, because you become so busy as an entrepreneur or even a working yeah. professional in general. Anybody who has a job today- or several jobs at that you know you don't want to have to think about all these things that overload your brain and that's interesting how that was the intersection for splendid spoon and a routine in general right so then i mean to have a company that has that type of mission is also very important because a lot of times i mean you've probably met several entrepreneurs you know especially in the tech space or what have you and it's sometimes hard to kind of find what the main rooted mission is and how it keeps a business alive for so long fast forward 10 years Uh, You're almost on year 11, it seems, right? So you go forward 10 years, what kept it so in growth mode and and so successful for the past decade?
1: I mean, I do think it's it's a couple of things. One, keeping the mission really focused and simple, right? Like the mission is to help people fall in love with plant-based eating, right? To do it in such a way that doesn't feel like work or it doesn't feel like a chore to Mm -hmm. eat healthier it feels like just doing what tastes great and choosing what tastes great can also be really awesome for you Mm. um helps more people to eat more fruits and vegetables and helps our overall um you know our our ability to fight back against disease and it helps people at a society level not just at an individual level right and so Mm. it's it's having a mission that is so simple that when applied and scaled in a meaningful way it has very very large impact so i think that's the ability for us to stay focused on a mission for 10 years that is tried and true i think is a big part of that equation and then i think mm. the other part of our um you know our challenge it's 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 a privilege to be able to stay focused on a mission and the the reason that we can, is because it's still a big challenge for Americans to get their servings of fruits and vegetables. Um, most people only have one or two servings of fruits and vegetables every day, right? And there's an enormous body of research that shows mm-hmm. just how impactful eating more whole foods, especially fruits and vegetables, especially more plant based. Um, how impactful that is on your health. It creates that anti-inflammatory response. It improves our ability to fight back against heart disease and Mm. um, type two diabetes and these disease states that plague so many of us here in the United States. And the reason is not because people don't know or don't care, it's because it's hard. We live very full lives and we need a helping hand. We need someone else to take on that. That burden for us mm-hmm. and that's why we exist.
0: Did you ever feel like you had to create almost an educational model around it? Because I know people who are not necessarily familiar with the plant-based lifestyle. I try it, right? I'm like every other day or so, or sometimes during the week. And if you're listening, you're probably the same way. I try plant-based foods, right? And then sometimes I'm like, okay, I really just want a steak and eggs, right? So there's there's all these like back and forths. I'm sure people are trying, and you know, one foot in, one foot out sometimes. But when it comes to the core of why you created splendid spoon. And again, why it has been so successful. And you've probably seen people go from like regular diets to plant based diets, right, which is very exciting, because it's more sustainable, definitely better for you in general. Uh, But in, you know, when you're thinking about like, what you've done to educate folks, was there almost a process there just so we can educate the folks listening?
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think your experience is for me at the crux of the education because um, people are often surprised to find out that I'm omnivore. I don't eat plant-based 100% of the time. And that is so much of the education is it does not have to be all or nothing. And actually when you embrace, Hey, it can be, it can be just a smoothie in the morning to start.
0: Mm.
1: It can be just my lunch or it Mm -hmm. can be just dinner. Or it can be just a couple of these things throughout the course of the week, which is an improvement from most of us having animal centric proteins at every single meal. Right. Um, And I think that is what is that's like the worthy cause for me. Right. Is to help educate people around. Hey, like start where you are. (laughs) You know, that is that is meaningful change to just start where you are.
0: Hmm. Because I think that's what it is. A lot of people are curious naturally, right? As a human being, but they're almost maybe timid too, to switch over to a lifestyle that's plant-based. And a lot of times when companies exist like a Splendid Spoon, it's amazing because it's subscription-based and it's definitely better Mm -hmm. for you and easier for you, but you have, you almost have, do you feel like you almost have to find your own convenience in it? Like for you, it's, it's an efficient way of just eating and living, right? In addition to also being really good for you.
1: hundred percent. It's, I mean, it's that to me is, how we're able to win people over it's that unique combination of like it's super convenient like it's not a kit you're not shopping anything it's a smoothie in a bottle you open up and go or it's a noodle bowl that you pop in the microwave right and Um, that, you know, taking a few steps away from just the preparation is one really easy way to limit the friction for folks. Mm. And then the other part is that it just tastes awesome. So, (laughs) you know, whether you're coming to us because someone has said, Hey, like this convenient, ready to eat meal sort of like defies all expectations of what a ready to eat TV dinner is supposed to be not even mentioning that it's plant-based or hey like this was a really easy way for me to start eating more fruits and vegetables we win and the consumer wins with both of those scenarios mm. um and that's that's a beautiful thing
0: mhm speaking of beautiful things the life of an entrepreneur Just to switch gears with you here, where do you feel like routines have played such a strong part in your entrepreneurial journey, aside from having efficient food, uh, not even just since creating Spunded Spoon, obviously that is the company. I mean, isn't it nice to have your own meal plan with the company that you created? Of course, right? And people listening, you know, like she did this and also for everyone else, but routines in general, like, can you walk us through how they've been so integral in making such a successful decade-long company?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's true. Like I started the company for my own personal need and desire to solve friction and challenge in my own life as a mom and an ambitious career person. Right. And I think my routines really um, center on that. Also this real desire for balance of like, I do want to be a present parent. I do want to have a healthy relationship with my husband and family and friends. And, um, I definitely want to push my business forward. Right. So like, how can I do all of those things? And my routines generally kind of break my day into thirds in that sense, right? Like I definitely, I start my day centering myself with meditation. Um, I certainly focus my day around how my mental energy ebbs and flows according to when I eat. Um, I would say that's a big part of like the professional element and the professional routines. And then, um, you know, again, kind of following circadian rhythm and fuel um, my brain starts to get a little bit foggy toward the end of the day. Right. If not the middle
0: sometimes. Right. No, that's so true.
1: Yeah. It's, it's sort of toward the end of the day. And maybe that's when, I am craving a little bit more animal protein and I can kind of work with my body and my own personal taste preferences instead of fighting it. And also stack that with a routine that doesn't require very sharp mental clarity, like going to the park with my kids, making dinner with my kids connecting with my husband in sort of like just the chat at the end of the day. And so I try to go with the rhythms of um, really like that mental clarity and that connective opportunity so that when I then look back at the course of a day or the course of the week, it does end up shaking out to about a third of my time with each of those really important components in my life.
0: Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days for yourself. Factor America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track for reaching your goals. Now, if you're too busy with summer plans to cook but you want to make sure you're eating well, Factor allows you to skip every trip to the grocery store and all the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too while getting that flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat up and enjoy, and then get back outside to soak up that warm weather. Stick to your wellness goals with premium ready-to-eat meals featuring high-quality ingredients such as broccolini, leeks, and asparagus. They also have 30-plus weekly restaurant-quality options like bruschetta shrimp risotto, green goddess chicken, and grilled steakhouse filet mignon. All again, ready in just two minutes. They have lunches on the go that are effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready for you whenever you need, and no microwave is required. Now, if you want to be calorie conscious as well this summer, you can try their delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Now, if you need the extra protein boost, they have a lot of protein plus meals with over 30 grams of protein per serving. Round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with the assortment of over 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like their delicious apple cinnamon pancakes and their bacon and cheddar egg bites. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% of their renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. This July, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, with no prep and no mess. Head to factormeals.com, that's F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S.com slash routine50 and use the code routine50 to get 50% off your order. That's code routine50 at factormeals.com slash routine50 to get 50% off. Wow. I mean, more on the mind then. Where did you find that to be so true for you? I mean, a lot of people, it's like your mind runs everything. And especially as an entrepreneur, when you have to make high level and I mean, low level too, you have to make so many decisions a day. You have to be locked in, locked out, conversing with people and also like thinking on a, you know what I mean? Like there's so much there, uh, especially for you at the top. So where, where did you find that the mind was going to be the most important thing to start even with meditation?
1: Yeah. So I, I know Tony Robbins is sort of like a polarizing figure, but I love this quote that he has that is, um, my mind doesn't tell me what to do. I tell my mind what to do. And so that's really why I always start with meditation, because meditation Mm -hmm. is the whole self. It's my spirit. It's my brain, right? Like my actual cognitive, like little calculator Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's my physical state, right? It's like physically being present to all of that. So that's why for me, first and foremost, I have to start there. It's actually like spiritual, I suppose, right? It's like that has to be the starting point. And I started doing that around the time that I was pregnant, around the time that I started Splendid Spoon, right? So I think it's very common for these big life inflection points, whether it's a pregnancy, a divorce, a move to sort of like spur that, oh,
0: Mm.
1: all starts here. (laughs) Like I have everything I need, right? Mm -hmm. And as soon as I started doing that, um, I did notice I had just like mental clarity in the morning. Mm-hmm. which we hear right from lots of folks who are very ambitious, like this, like sharpness in the morning mm. um, which can be sharpened even further with whether it's meditation or exercise or caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also studied fasting, intermittent fasting in the ketogenic diet when I was in college and studying biochemistry. And um, so that also fed into my belief that, Hey, if I can stay really sharp, For three to four hours in the morning following my meditation Mm. that allows me to get that like really important um, clarity channeled into my work life. Um, And so I have incorporated into my routine intermittent fasting as Mm. a result. I would say it's sort of like that really thin slice of like sort of spirit and self as the first part of the routine. And then that next chunk is like that really important routine that's centered around mental clarity and different optimizations that I've embraced to make that mental clarity um, sharper.
0: Mm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, I think or you mentioned brain fog earlier and that's interesting because when we're all working professionals, like the last thing you need is to be foggy in the brain when you really need to like actually do something effective. And I would say, I would agree. I think it starts in the morning and anybody who's listening, I mean, that's part of the battle right with a lot even in a full-time regular nine-to-five job you wake up and you have yeah. to like almost you have to own your day before you start locking into these meetings or doing plugging away at whatever it might be uh and as someone who left corporate america last year i was always thinking like okay well i love talking to people like nicole because what happens when you step on your own is that you have to you have no choice but to create your own routine and start finding what pockets are going to work like you you know in 2013 like not only were you pregnant looking for this with your company how are you going to grow and scale it and da 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 but like you then have to almost piece together a natural routine or an actual routine, um, day in and day out, you know?
1: A hundred percent. The only way to get it all done, right. Is like, is to be relatively disciplined. Um, I, that is very true with how I orient and it doesn't get any less noisy, (laughs) you know, like the signals keep coming and that's, that's our job as humans is to decide which of those signals do we want to pay attention to and how do we have routines mm. that protect those like really important legs of the So powerful. So that always there.
0: Yeah. You say workout. That's my first thing. I don't let anyone talk to me on like a do not disturb mode till 10 a.m. every day. That's a whole thing. Do you have, oh, yeah. can you walk us through your daily routine on like a today, right? The day after a holiday. Yep.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, today was a little funny just because my older son has type one diabetes. So, and actually last couple of weeks have gotten a little funkier. It's a good example of, you have to be flexible with your routines, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I need more time to plan for my son's meals and insulin because he has type one, which means his body doesn't produce insulin anymore. Mm. It's an autoimmune disease. And so I have to spend extra time that I previously would spend seat in seated meditation. Mm. Uh, that has been like my adjustment recently is I get up right away. Um, I try to do a mini meditation just to like center myself. I don't currently have not figured out how to get the full 20 minutes back. Yeah, but it's still about that like showing up and sitting and like keeping that rhythm fresh. I then went straight to my um, laptop because I have that mental clarity is like right there ready for me to access and had a handful of things that I needed to shoot off in order to hit my milestones later in the day. And then I came down and got into like making lunches and checking in on everyone making their breakfasts. And so the food... Um, ritual is super strong. Um, that's one that has, has not gone away at all, which I'm super proud of. Um, and then I'm back in work mode. So the things that I sort of like sharply tuned for, um, I come back to because I, there are certain, certain rituals that are actually not my choice. Like I have to bring my kids to school at eight 30 or camp, mm. at you know? So some of those, like really, if I could optimize it myself, I would just stay in work mode until like 10 o'clock and then I would work out. Yeah. <laughs> then
0: yeah, then yeah. I would
1: spend time with my kids and then I would do like a little bit of creative time. We just don't always have that luxury, especially as working parents, we are really at the mercy of sort of like larger rituals and systems mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. participate in because it's good for our kids and it's good for the community. Right. Um. Anyway, I digress. So lunchtime prep breakfast prep drop at camp get back into focus mode um get a get some kind of movement in I'm an afternoon movement person and I think that's also part of like as I feel the fog come in I love some movement whether it's Mm. 10 minute jog 30 minute brisk walk with my dog um you know like really quick hard time on the rower at the gym. It doesn't have to be a long period of time, but like physical movements. So, so, so important to me. For sure. Um, and then if I have only done a really short meditation, I'll try to like catch up somewhere in there and and get like a full 20 minutes. And then it's usually, um, a little bit of creative time project tie up with the team and then back home for, like I mentioned, those like connection rituals, Eating dinner, we do rosebud thorn every night, which is really, really important for me and the kids. I don't know if you've heard of that one before, but it's no. it's um, you name your rose, which is like your highlight or your good part of your day, your bud, which is something that hasn't happened yet that you're unsure of or maybe a little bit nervous about, and then a thorn, which is something that's really causing friction or is challenge a challenge. Um, oh,
0: I tired. love that. That's a routine in and of itself that we should all pick up doing that at the end of the night. I think oh, yeah. people have found that evening routines are some of the hardest to come by because you're, you're so tired at the end of the day mornings. It's like, yeah, your morning sets the tone for the whole day, but I'm glad that you have that with your family. Cause a lot of folks I'm sure are just like, Oh, dinner time, go to bed, you know, but if you have an, an evening ritual, as some would say, I think it's very important.
1: Yeah. I think if I didn't have kids, I would do my journal, you know, like I would do mm. I think that would probably be my replacement there.
0: Let's speak to the working parents for a moment. And I just know that like that, I mean, I'm I'm probably surrounded by more non-working parents today than I am working parents, but I've seen it where at a certain time when your kids are younger, like that is just it's probably, very, it's not just tough. It's like part, it's it, it's such a massive load for anybody who's working and you have to like almost compartmentalize. And this is all about the mind again too, like to what you were saying earlier. I mean how have you navigated that and and how has it made you better uh as both a working professional and a mother having to balance the two
1: What I recently shifted into is not like I'm exec- I'm an executive in my day job but like I'm the executive of my life and that has really helped quite a bit to le- there are trade offs every which way to your point of like there's a burden Um, There's work that needs to be done as a parent, Um, even though we do it out of love, (laughs) it's a burden of love, right? It's still work. It's still Mm -hmm. work that has to be done. There are dependent human beings. Um, And I think shifting into this mindset of, okay, I'm the executive of my life. Here are all the things that are super important for me to feel satisfied and to feel like the whole system of my life, which includes myself, my family, and my work is Mm -hmm. moving forward. And that has really allowed me to, again, coming back to this sort of like third, third, third throughout my day and throughout my week to be accepting of some of the disappointment that comes Mm -hmm. up. And I can't work on a presentation at 10 p.m and you know some you know a team member might have to wait for me to reply until the next day right like that's a challenging you're like oh I want to for my personality at least right like I want to deliver I want people to be able to depend (laughs) on me I want to meet them where they are um and then similarly like my kids they go to an after-school program I pick them up from that after-school program which I'm super proud of but like I don't pick them up at 245 most days. And they're three, ten, uh, three, eight, and ten. So depending on developmental stage, I get pushback of <laughs> like, mm. no, I want you all the time. I don't mm-hmm. want a sitter to pick me up. I don't want to do Lego in after school, right? And so having that again, like that higher level executive reasoning to to stay grounded and feel okay with a lot of disappointment as i manage that balance i know it doesn't sound fun but it has made me accepting of it like you mm-hmm. can't please everyone in every way if you're going to have a very complex life
0: like right I, I knew you were going to say that It's yeah. And like, cause it doesn't stop. And like you'd said, the more you want, the more you have to work for. And as a working parent, essentially, that's like having the best of both worlds. Right. Some people would say it's the worst of no, no, no. There's no way that it's the best of both worlds. Right. You get to create a family, and you get to create. And for you, you created a company, and to be able to morph the two and just have have this constant, uh, like you had said, I- I- executive vision of how these are going to keep coming uh, to life, and to, and 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 it doesn't stop. Like that's the point, right? I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, maybe they resist from being an entrepreneur or even a mother. Right. You've decided to do both, and it's very inspiring because, like, you know, that's that's very tough. It comes down to how are you going to use the time of the day. So my last question to you is when you think of time and your routines and how you have managed it so well, do you have any advice for working parents that are tuning in right now?
1: Mm, I think my biggest advice, especially for working parents who identify as female, um, because we tend to be, we've historically held so much of that um, labor of love, our families that historically has been unpaid labor right Mm. i think my advice is really to be have grace with yourself um because it is pulling apart the system by being a really ambitious head of household and head executive of a company right like that is very different than how society has been run Mm. and It will feel super uncomfortable, but like, that's okay. If you can have some grace with yourself and find a ritual that allows you to really sink into that grace with yourself, whatever that may be.
0: Mm, We've learned a lot from you. Uh, And we're so grateful, Nicole Centeno. And if you want to know more about Splendid Spoon or Nicole, you can check on any of the links below. And if you clicked on this podcast when you could have chose any other one, we can't thank you enough. Uh, I can't thank you enough for coming back if you've ever been on this podcast before. And Nicole, uh, for being on here for the very first time, thank you so much. Uh, Again, she is the founder and co-CEO of Splendid Spoon. You can find out more below. Uh, And I'm so excited that we got to bring you on the show. Um, And it's, it's cool. This is the whole thing about podcasting. I like, researched you and got to know you through your publicity team. And I'm was very excited for it. And the second we sit down with you uh, for this long on a podcast is what comes to life. And we are so grateful that you shared this much uh, wealth and wisdom with us, Nicole. So thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Hey, it's Justin again, and that concludes today's episode. I hope you learned something new or exciting about routines or at least took something away from the guest I had on the show. Now, I've got plenty more episodes coming up on this podcast, so be sure to click that follow button wherever you're listening. Oh, and you know how it goes. The show only gets better when I hear from you, so drop a rating and review and let me know what you loved and maybe what we can do better on this podcast to keep you coming back each week. Now, until I get that next episode to you, start building the routines that matter most to you and inspire others to do the same.